Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the exclusive radio home of the Chicago Bulls. Sports Radio 670 The Score. And on the Odyssey app. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Live from the Hyundai Studios, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR in HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. We're back with more of the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Live from the Broken Barrel, 2548 North Southport in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. And we will be out and about next week doing the exact same thing, talking about Miller Lite and the top draft party. Uh, you're gonna be with you're gonna be out to next week as well, right? Looks like it, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule and says we're together. So yep. <laughs> Mark's like He's like, I just show up when they, where they tell me to show up. That's, right. that's where right. I'm going to I'm like, be call me. Like, can you text me just like a day before? Give me a little bit of yeah, advance. Well, no, I don't need like the full month. Okay. You know, I'm, I am more like, just let me know a couple days before. I could probably be there. Well, the I good, could probably the good, make time. The good thing is this. We're gonna, we, not only do we come to the north side, we always travel to the south side. I'm sure yeah. we're going to be in the Burbs. Next week, we're going to be at Kenny's Irish Pub, 917 West 55th Street. So right over there by Halstead and 55th. And countryside from six to nine, so a different time frame next week. So that'll be I can handle it. Yeah, no, these are fun, man. I love doing these things because it get a little like we did in the last segment, a little audience participation, and just the ambiance, man. I mean, good. we're we're we try to simulate this sort of stuff on the radio anyway. Just a bunch of dudes and guys and girls sitting at the bar talking sports. The best part is though, when you're in the studio, you don't have any eyes on you. Right now, that's it's true. Just, now Eyes we just have a lot you. of skeptical peripheral vision yeah. on us, like not 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 direct eye contact, yeah. but just kind of like that. Uh, and it's like yeah, I'm if, watching <laughs> you. I see what you guys are, are they, doing up there. Are they live right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not doing a podcast. This is actually live on the radio. Right. This is no. We cannot. We cannot direct you to the facilities <laughs> right now. Like uh, I'd be happy to during the break, though. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is six seventy. The score. It is Miller time right now. Until 10 o'clock, as we are here at the top draft show uh, at 670 to score at Broken Barrel. So let's talk a little bit about the Bulls. I mean, obviously, the NBA season kicks off tonight. Boston up 118, 103 on Philadelphia mm, right now, away. handling business. And then, obviously, up next, Lakers take on the Golden State Warriors. Bulls kick off the season Wednesday against the Miami Heat. Home opener Saturday, the 22nd, versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, with this Bulls team, Mark, it's like you, it's so odd, right? Because last year you felt good going into the season. You knew you had Lonzo Ball. You knew DeMar DeRozan was going to be a great addition. You had Zach and Vooch there already. And you felt, you had high hopes for the team. But then you kind of saw them tap out almost, like, at, at, like you know, at, at their max. It, it, that's what it felt like last year. You saw the best of, of, how, of how good the Bulls can be. And you didn't know if there was necessarily another level they could reach. And here we are heading into the season. And I still have that same feeling about the Chicago Bulls. Do you feel that same way as well? Yeah, I don't feel much like there hasn't been enough that has happened to the Bulls in the offseason in terms of adding on to have any other sort of thought process when it comes to that. I mean, last season, to sum it up, to me, the season became too difficult for DeMar DeRozan to continue to carry on his 
back. True. He couldn't do it by himself anymore. When I say that, I don't mean just the absence of Lonzo Ball. I also mean a compromised Zach Levine, who didn't play like Zach Levine was a heavy contributor to the Bulls last year, but we all know he wasn't the same Zach Levine. And by the way, we were talking about this before the break, he is questionable for the game tomorrow because of the knee, and it's just a maintenance thing in terms of the arthroscopic procedure. But what that is that? He... Tell me, because that's blowing my mind right now. That's blowing my mind. Okay. We haven't played a game. You're talking about maintenance at game one of the season. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't see and this coming, And it's about the dude. same knee issue. It's like, I thought that was handled already. I thought you were going to exactly. be this nice, healthy, 20 year It's like the footwork guy. with Justin Fields. I thought that was handled. I thought that was handled. Right. Because no, we know it's going to be an issue throughout the entire season. You're absolutely right. That I think that most Bulls fans, and I as an observer and talk show host, could can respect that Zach Levine probably along the line in the name of his knee was going to get some days off even this year. Right. But not the first one. Not, I mean, not questionable heading into the season. After all of that, after what he went through all year, gets the big bundle of cash, then has the procedure. Okay, Zach Levine is back. And that's what it was early in camp. And now here we are. He's questionable because of the Arbit Scott procedure that he had on Cause, his knee. Because, Mark Grody, that's something that I would do. Get a big raise and then be like, Man, my knee hurts. I'm not, I can't show towards it. Yeah, you're, <laughs> not Zach Levine. Not when you're 27, 28. That's more reserved for 32. Fair, fair, fair. And I'm yeah. there. And I'm there. Yeah, okay. But, but you, you know Zach wants to be out there, too. That's the, that's the, oh, that's yeah. the worst part about the situation. That you know Zach wants to be healthy. He wants to contribute to this squad. He wants to try to prove his worth, especially after getting that contract. And I'm sure he's saying to himself, are you serious? Is this what I have to deal with? coming into the season is yeah. is not not playing because of the same knee issue yeah because guess what it, as much as we talk about Lonzo Ball and you know is Vucevic going to hit his three pointers this year and is yeah. Kobe White actually you know the sixth no. man coming off the bench like all of that stuff that we're talking about and yeah I guess I should do a what's your gut segment at some yeah, point please, with some of these by all means with, uh, ask some questions some about of these Bulls. Bulls players but but to me it, and there hasn't been much Zach Levine talk because I think everybody was just happy he's back. That's so important because of my original thesis was, which was that DeMar DeRozan couldn't carry this yeah. season as great as he was. He couldn't do it without having Zach Levine be Zach Levine. True. So it's so important that because they didn't make real additions that we could look at this Bulls team and say, well, you, you do have Zach Levine back. Let's see those two guys work together for 72 games this season at least. Yeah, and then, so let me ask you this, because let's, let's just go to the worst-case scenario. Let's say Zach is out for a, for a lengthy period of time. Do the Bulls have a chance to make the playoffs if that's the case? Oh, no. No. You, with DeMar being say, a dominant force, or maybe the ball being spread they, out a little bit more. They've done been found out. You know what I mean? Like teams figured out how to double, stop the Bulls. Double DeMar. When you have DeMar. Yes. They finally started doubling him. And they so they did. can't get into like the, like let's take the Charlotte Hornets from last year, 43 and 39. They can't. They can't be in that range to maybe... I mean, uh, it's possible, but it just seems like what an exhausting year it would be. Like, like when you say misses... I'm exhausted already. I know, friend. I know. And did I see, too, that Caruso... You, you've already got Zach Levine being questionable. Also, yeah, Alex Caruso... Okay, a little, little bit. Caruso listed as probable with a uh, left calf contusion. I kind of don't want to hear about his injuries either. Uh, no. You know? Like I mean, enough. The Bulls have a lot of guys that play hard. Go to the go to the cup aggressively with Alex Caruso, Javante Green, Zach Levine, guys that play with a ton of force. So it's almost as if it's inevitable that they're bound to get injured at some point throughout the season. Is that it? In the NBA, but damn, not in the pre, not not leading up to the season. Hey, and I think that's another issue, yeah. Groats, is yeah. that we as fans, right, as casual fans, we we assume we're playing like a video game. Like, these guys are just going to be playing at full strength, at full health. You know, like, oh, well, what's the problem? But the reality is, I mean, even in, in, in preseason and in training camp, you're going to run into some, some issues where, you know, guys are going to get banged up because you're playing a physical game. And with this particular squad, they need to be firing on all cylinders if they want to compete, especially in this East. I mean, the East got better. 
teams, I mean, not only did they get better, but there's some teams that got their full squads back. If you're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving playing the entire season, Cleveland getting, like I mentioned earlier, Donovan Mitchell, Atlanta getting DeJounte Murray. I mean, there are teams that were below the Bulls in the standings last year that most would assume are going to have a bounce back season and, and kind of catapult over the. There's bulls. not a lot of bottom feeder in the. No. There's not a lot of like okay, you can look at the schedule and say during this run we're going to beat that. There's not a lot of. There's not enough awful in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean, that that really is that that is a troublesome area. So I just, it's hard to sit here now. And make the case. I mean, you could start with Lonzo Ball. I mean, we've barely even made him part of this discussion. I yeah. Mean, Lonzo Ball is, is out, and it's because yeah. I don't want to cry. Uh, I, I don't want to cry right now. Hey, man, and maybe you know, I think Io Desumu just kind of ran out of gas last year because remember when he started playing point guard yeah. last year, and he had that nice two-man game going with with Nikola Vucevic for a while. And he was playing plus point guard and then then started to fade away towards the end. It was not as effective and barely got playing time in the postseason. And you, see, you hear a lot about that when it comes to rookies, right? They're playing 30, 40 games during their college season, and then they have to double that up in the NBA. So, yeah, you, you hear about that wall that happens often. But Io did do a phenomenal job. He understood the assignment, and he said, hey, I need to step in, play defense. That's where it's going to start. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to distribute the ball to my scores, which which Lonzo Ball laid out that blueprint. But then he learned and picked up and saw how valuable that mid-range game was playing alongside DeMar DeRozan, had his confidence built in some of those incidents. So, so we liked it. He attacked the rim aggressively. He was knocking down that three-point shot consistently. And then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, it seemed as though he hit some sort of a wall there. But when you're looking at this Bulls team, Gross, what they did well last year was was um, defend the home court. They had the third best home record in the Eastern Conference last year. And you covered the Bulls during, you know, the 90s, and, and you saw how important it was. Unfortunately, I didn't get to cover the Bulls during the 90s. Oh, but 90s? I, I started covering the Bulls, or oh, I did cover the Bulls, like, during the, the Luol Deng. Okay. Year, the, the uh, God, why is his name? The, ben Gordon, the, Derek Rose. No, no, not the Joe, players. That Joe coach, that coach. Oh, that coach. Bill, uh, Floyd, Tim Floyd. No, not Tim Floyd. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. The, the bald white guy. Uh, Scott Skiles. Oh. Scott Skiles. <laughs> the bald white guy. Yeah. Angry, angry little fella. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, so that's yeah, that's a, unfortunately no. That was that was a I, fun team to actually cover, but I, I wanted. But I was trying to speak towards the the importance of, of winning at home and and, and and the atmosphere there and, and the Bulls handling business, you know, in order to be competitive in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting when you think about. I mean, like right from the start, like we were talking about going up against Miami, but I think relative to the rest of this conference, they seemed like. There was like a special going on in the first half of last season. That yeah, the Bulls are legit. They can be top five, and now, now they're they're going to be fighting for. They're jockeying for. It's almost like they there was like a little window open for the Bulls yeah. last season that may have deteriorated over Alonzo Ball injury, and and I don't know that we'll ever going to know at this point, but I think that window has closed in terms of being a top five, top six team at the Eastern Conference. I would agree with you because there was also the element of surprise. True. The Bulls, the Bulls yes. team was coming in and you weren't necessarily sure. Everyone was down on DeMar DeRozan. You didn't know if Lonzo Ball was going to, how he was going to fit into the team. People already had their opinions on Vooch. And then the Bulls came in night in and night out in surprise teams, blowing them out in the first quarter continuing to score buckets where they couldn't before right the bulls offense struggled at the start of the first quarter in years past and then obviously last year they just just had a different tune a different a different flow to the squad and that's what so i feel like in that first half to your point uh, grody being that the windows closed teams are always going to look at the bulls now as someone that can surprise you on a given night. So they're not going to take take the gas out, put out the gas. And back to DeRozan again. He played, like, to contribute to the first half of the season last year, he played out of his mind. He was playing at a level where he was legitimately, for a while, he, he certainly fell out of the race. He was legitimately a candidate for most valuable player in the NBA. Oh, without last question. Year. Oh, without question. After a couple of those three-point makes at the end, oh, yeah. to seal the victories, one-legged three-pointers and stuff. Uh, unbelievable. Like he, he. So, can he? It's it's probably not realistic to think that 
DeMar DeRozan no is going to have anything close to that type of season again. No way. And he had a chip on his shoulder. It's just There was just so many things that were going on there. But the Bulls, nonetheless, they'll have to come out and play those 82 games. Yeah. So we are going to get an opportunity. Well, hey, to see. man, development, right? I mean, Pat, could Patrick Williams go to the next level? Could, could, could Ayo Dosumu go to the next level? So... Those are those are scary things to have to depend on. Yeah. But those are things that we can look at and say, hey, maybe there are things that the Bulls think will happen that we're not seeing yet. And those are the questions that we are going to be asking our next guest. Ricky O'Donnell will hang with us right here on 670 The Score on the other side. And we will ask him, how big of a leap can Ayo DeSumo and Patrick Williams make in order to contribute to this Bulls team in the upcoming season. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show here at Broken Barrel, 2548 North Southport. Bears, Bears. Bears. Uh, and we'll talk to Ricky O'Donnell on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're back with more of the scores miller light top draft show with gabe ramirez and mark grody live from the broken barrel 2548 north southport in chicago brought to you by miller light it's miller time i just mind my business you don't know this song Grody, but i like it i got you I'm here for it. Don't just assume, by the way. Don't just assume. Who's the singer? Who's, who's the I don't know, but I don't appreciate that you just assume. Well, but I was that, right, though. No, you were right. <laughs> oh, Roddy Rich. But I don't know why you typecast me. It's, right it's Roddy Rich right there. I'm, I'm okay. going to send you a Spotify playlist. Okay. So you can. I, I, why are you driving up to Hallis? Open to all music. I, I know. I yeah. know you're. What's your, who's your favorite artist? Well, I'm a Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pearl. I mean, like I, I, I did get stuck in the grunge era for a long okay. time. You know what I mean? Like all so you were, those like flannel bands. shirts wrapped around your waist. Oh, and stuff like that? it was a horrible <laughs> stuff for men and women. Did you have long hair too? Um, no, not really. Okay. No, I mean, like, I, it was a little bushier, okay. I guess you could say. Right, but, right, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it was very. It was a very <laughs> sloppy era of life. That's Gabe Ramirez, <laughs> Mark Grody. Uh, no sloppiness here. We're as clean as clean can be right. at the middle of light top draft show. We're watching Golden State get their rings right now as they're about to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. 
uh, here. The NBA kicks off today. The Bulls kick off their season Wednesday against the Miami Heat. And here to talk to us a little bit about this upcoming season, joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the writer, editor, associate director of programming for SB Nation. Of course, we're talking about none other than Ricky O'Donnell. Ricky, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? We're wondering how long it's going to be before the Bulls are taking part in a ring night. And I'm not talking about as the opponent. Well, it's probably not going to be anytime soon, but that's okay. Only one team can win the championship every year. And I think, you know, the Bulls are just building their way up to be a respectable organization in the wake of all the damage that the Garpax administration did for this franchise. So the baby steps for the Bulls, and I think this year, you know, for them, a huge success would be winning a playoff series if they could possibly do that. We were just talking about Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And unfortunately, Ricky, I'm sure, Ricky, you've heard this, but you know, Zach is questionable for the game, just going back to the knee and the cleanup procedure that he had on it. And our contention is essential, and I want to know if you agree. This is no way to start a bull season after every all the injury stuff and all the Levine stuff from last year and Lonzo Ball and DeRozan having to do everything last season. What is this? Are we going to have to be dealing with this again all year? For sure. That's why it's a huge bummer because as the Bulls fell apart last year, obviously Lonzo Ball's injury got a lot of the attention. But don't forget that Zach Levine was playing hurt for the entire second half of the season and into the playoffs. While his numbers were still okay as he was toughing it out and playing with that bulky left knee, uh, he just wasn't as effective as a player. He was wincing several times a game whenever he'd drive to the basket. He just didn't have the same explosion. So I think, you know, for the Bulls to sort of get back to where they were last year at their best, the first part of the puzzle is that Zach Levine needs to be one of the best guards in the Eastern Conference. And that's what he was at the start of last year. And, you know, through the first 60 or 70% of the way through the season, there was serious debate on if he should start the All-Star game. He ended up being sort of a consensus, no-brainer selection coming off the bench. Uh, but after signing this big contract, the Bulls need Levine to, you know, play at the best level he's played to, to this point in his career. I guess the one thing I'll say is that when they really need Levine is at the end of the season, not the, not the beginning of the season. So I do wonder if this left knee is going to continue to be an issue, if the Bulls will do some, some maintenance on him, some load management. Uh, but for sure, when I saw that news come across, I was pretty bummed out because a healthy Zach Levine is, is going to be a big part to this bowl season. They're going to reach their goals. Bummed out is an understatement, Ricky. I think I, I think I shed a tear. I think I, I literally, <laughs> as I was here, and it was not the Miller Light talking. It was an actual tear. I had to break it too. coming down my face yeah. as Grody was I telling me about witness. it. But let's talk about some other other players on this squad because, in the event that Zach Levine can't play to his full potential. There's going to be some guys that need to step up, specifically some of the younger guys. And, and I know a lot of people are talking about Pat Will. Is it a, are, are we doing the Chicago thing to Pat Will where we are, our expectations are just higher than what realistically he can bring to the table? Yeah, it's tough because his rookie year, Patrick Williams was the youngest player in the NBA. His second year basically ended after the fifth game when Mitchell Robinson took him out midair. He broke his wrist. So, now he's starting his third year. You still really don't know what you have in him as a former number four overall pick. And I think it's going to be on Billy Donovan to try to find ways to cook up successful situations for Patrick Williams. I think for the majority of the time, Patrick Williams has been considered, you know, a, a good prospect was because of what he could do with the ball in his hands. Well, when you're playing alongside DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, you're just not going to get the ball back. What the Bulls really need in that spot is someone who can impact the game without holding the ball. And I think that's why you saw Donovan go to Javante Green in the preseason. I'm very surprised Javante Green is not the opening night starter at Power Forward. I think he fits better with the starters than Patrick Williams does. And I think Pat is more set up for success coming off the bench when he doesn't have to just be sort of relegated to a spot-up shooting role uh, to space the floor for DeMar DeRozan's mid-range attacks. Instead, Pat can operate with the ball a little bit more in his hands. You saw what he was doing in the final preseason game, playing as a nominal center, a small ball big man, had a few nice dunks around the rim, uh, playing in the roll spot in the pick and roll. So I think Patrick Williams has a lot of hypothetical skills 
he doesn't have one area where he's like actually really good at so far. Uh, and I think it's on Billy Donovan to try to, you know, put him in the best position to succeed because uh, just having him be a spot up shooter around Vucevic and DeRozan, I just don't think that's the best use of his skill set. And both certainly got to get more out of him than they have the first two years of his career. Yeah, and the, the concept of saying, well, your offense and what you do for this team is predicated on you being able to clean up the mess of Zach or, or Vooch or DeMar DeRozan and for that instance. And, that, and that's the thing. So I love what you said about putting off the bench because I feel the same way too. You've seen that second team kind of struggle a little bit with offensive production, and you've seen DeMar and Zach being responsible for a lot of that. But if Pat Will's there, then it takes a little bit of pressure off of him. Yeah, I would like to see the second units led by Levine and Patrick Williams, sort of in more of an on-ball role. Last year, DeMar DeRozan, 36 and a half minutes per game. That was number 10 in the NBA. I think uh, Bulls got to play him less this season. Get that down to 32, 33 minutes a game, something a little bit more manageable. For I think a 33-year-old or 34-year-old like DeRozan is this year. So uh, hopefully Patrick Williams can just take a step up and they can you know, cut back on DeRozan's uh, the reliance they have on DeRozan and all the minutes he plays a little bit. I hate to make this whole thing to be all about Patrick Williams, but I, I, I want to ask one more thing, and that is, should we, and do you think the Bulls have, reduced their expectations for Patrick Williams? Because at one point in time, Ricky, there were people throwing around the comp Kawhi Leonard. The claw. For him. That that was, yeah. Like, that, like and yeah, St- Stacey King, great to talk about. This guy's going to be a star someday. What's the ceiling for Patrick Williams? Yeah, I still don't know what it is. Really, he's 21 years old, so... While it is frustrating that the the start of his third season, like you you still don't know how good he is. I think like it just takes time in the NBA. You got to be patient. Uh, Like I said, he was the youngest player in the league as a rookie. Hypothetically, he could be like a second contract guy, someone who hits his stride, uh, you know, after the first four years of his career. Um, I think for Pat, his like prospect hood is someone who followed him from when he was a high school player into Florida State. He was never considered a top five overall talent in the draft. He sort of rose up in the pre-draft process after the season ended because you look at the tape and it's like, all right, hypothetically, this guy can do a lot. Uh, He has a pretty good mid-range jump shot. For his size, he's a good live dribble passer. Uh, You'll see him, you know, play both sides of the pick and roll in terms of initiating it or finishing it. And defensively, he's got pretty high upside. So he can sort of like kind of do all these different skills. He's doing what the Bulls need to do is find like one thing Patrick Williams is actually good at. And I kind of want him as a small size this year where he can attack four-footed centers off the bounce. I think you get him and Javante Green in your front court. First of all, every NBA team in this era needs a good small ball look, and I think that those two guys would have the type of versatility to actually pull that off. Uh, They just need to get more creative with Pat because I think they've been uh, pretty uninspiring in terms of how the coaching staff has used him, mostly trying to play him like Michael Bridges, someone who spots up the three-point line, uh, and take shots at the end of the possession when DeRozan or Levine can't create anything. I will say, for all the skills Pat has showed, I think the weakest part of his game is his spot-up shooting, and that's been the area where they really needed him just in terms of the team fit. So I want to see him get more creative with Pat this year, and it starts with him being more than just a spot-up shooter. Got to knock down that three a little bit more consistently if you're getting it on the wing right there. We're talking to Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez along with Mark Grody. We're here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show broadcasting live from Broken Barrel 2548 North Southport. We're here until 10 o'clock. Ricky, let's talk about some of the role players on this Chicago Bulls team. I think a guy like Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, two pickups that might not have been the sexiest in terms of the in the eyes of, of the casual NBA fan, but when you're looking at this squad in particular, you really realize that they're filling some big holes. Andre Drummond, obviously the offensive rebounding portion, being a rim protector, a backup center for your Chicago Bulls team, and then Goran Dragic, which is who I want to ask you a question about. What what role do you see him playing on this team? Because some would say, oh, well, is he going to be averaging you know 12 points a game for this squad, or are, are we going to be are the Bulls going to be depending on him to be more of a facilitator in the absence of Lonzo Ball? Yeah, I guess first on Drummond, the best thing you could say about Andre Drummond is that he'll be way better than Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson came in, and the team's vibes immediately fell off a cliff. I think he, like, ruined the entire chemistry of the team 
get him as far away from Chicago as possible. Andre Drummond should be. You know, Don't they watch Pop Culture and know that Tristan NBA, Thompson should not be there? <laughs> that Tristan Thompson is like a cancer right now? Like, nobody wants the Kardashians next to the Bulls. You're absolutely right, Ricky. You found the vibe of the whole team as soon as he got there. So Drummond, you know, addition by subtraction, if nothing else. And Drummond should be one of the better backup centers. In terms of Drogic, I thought Drogic was a pretty uninspiring signing by the Bulls. 36 years old. I just don't think he has enough juice as a scorer anymore, as he did, you know, just a few years ago when he helped lead Miami to the NBA Finals inside the bubble. Uh, but you mentioned you know, Drogic's role potentially being as, as a playmaker, and I do think that he showed quite a bit of potential there in the preseason. Now, I think Drogic is at his best was always a scorer, but also, I mean, this dude is just way more experienced in terms of running a pick and roll than someone like Kobe White is, someone like Io DeSumo is. And when you look at the Bulls' finishers, they're all kind of like oddball role in that role. Uh, Derek Jones, Javante Green, those guys are like way smaller than your typical role men in the NBA, but obviously they both have like nuclear-level athleticism. They're both A-plus run-and-jump athletes. And for those guys to be successful in a half-court offense, you got to have someone who can find him on the roll, find him on lobs. And I think that's maybe where Dragic could have an impact. Uh, like I said, I was not super high on that signing when they made it, but I think after watching them in the preseason, there is going to be some value just to having a dude who knows how to set the table and who's still going to threaten the defense a bit with his jump shot. So maybe Dragic will be a better signing than I thought he would be. I think there's no way he's going to be able to replace Lonzo Ball because defensively, Lonzo is awesome, and Goran Dragic is probably going to be an eyesore. But offensively, I do think he can help some of the, like, uh, you know, some of the role players sort of find their offensive footing a little bit easier. Let's get micro here, Ricky. Bulls at Miami tomorrow. How do you see this game going down? How do you see the opener happening at Miami? Probably going to be a tough game for the Bulls, but, you know, the opener is always weird for everyone. You look at this Heat team, and while the rest of the Eastern Conference really reloaded, Miami's one of the few teams that did not make a major addition, and they lost P.J. Tucker, a starter uh, for them, you know, deep in the playoffs. So uh, Miami's a very good team. They're a great organization, obviously. They develop talents at the end of the bench, uh, probably better than any other team in the league. It will be interesting to see, you know, which guys, they're calling on this year to be their next stars, an undrafted free agent named Jamal Kane, who's been getting a lot of publicity in the preseason. Uh, so I think the Heat are probably going to win just because they're at home and just because, you know, it's a team that is going to be, uh, you know, they, they came one shot away from the NBA Finals last year on Jimmy Butler's pull-up uh, at the buzzer in Game 7 against the Celtics. It's a tough opening contest for the Bulls, but then I think they got the Wizards on Friday, uh, the Cavs on Saturday, so hopefully they can get off to a, a decent start until Lonzo comes back to the lineup, and that's when ideally they'll really make their push up the Eastern Conference standings. It's going to be a tough, a tough run for the Chicago Bulls. Definitely, Eastern Conference is getting better. Uh, still trying to figure out who the Chicago Bulls are, especially without Lonzo Ball. Ricky, before I let you go, ten teams make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Where do you see the Chicago Bulls finishing, if inside that top ten at all? Yeah. The Bulls can make the playoffs, like the real playoffs, not just the play-in. Uh, certainly, the Eastern Conference is pretty loaded, but I think like outside of the top four in the East, which would be the Bucks, the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Heat, uh, that next like grouping of teams, I think the Bulls can match up with any of those squads. You got the Hawks, you got the Cavs. They made like sexier off-season additions than the Bulls did. They're going to have new pieces to integrate. There's still a lot of unknowns about those teams. People love the Raptors, but the Raptors are such a strange team. They really have no on-ball creation. They just try to cause havoc defensively, force turnovers that feeds their offense. So to me, like the Bulls are definitely in the mix with the second tier in the East. I think best-case scenario for the Bulls in the regular season would probably be the five seed. Uh, most people seem to be like fading the Bulls' chances heading into this season, thinking that you know they'll be a play-in team, that they may not make the actual playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs. They're probably going to be like a seven seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I think it's going to be tough for them to win a series. Uh, but, you know, it's going to come down to DeMar Rosen and Zach Levine being one of the best duos in the NBA. Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo showing some internal improvement. Billy Donovan, uh, you know, pushing all the right buttons again to try to put his players in the best place to succeed. So 
It's going to be tough for the Bulls, but it, it's a better team than I think people are giving them credit for right now just because they kind of had a bummer of an offseason. Well, we get an opportunity to check out that team tomorrow as the Bulls kick off the season versus the Miami Heat, 6.30 p.m. You can listen to that game right here on 6.70 The Score. Ricky, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight, man. No problem, man. Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation joining us here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody. I don't know. Ricky O'Donnell saying that. I, I, love the, I love the optimism. Bulls are going to be a better team than they're giving them credit for. Okay, continuity, still got some stars. Vooch can be better. I just think there's things that you're asking for this from this team that you need. I, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm just burnt out as a Chicago sports fan where I'm tired of having to ask the team to do something in order to be great instead of them actually just being great. They didn't add any serious substance in this offseason. There's no other way to think but that, hey, I mean, I, it, it's hard to make a case for the Bulls are going to be better this year. Hard. Even if you believe that Zach Levine will eventually be healthy and play the majority of the games and be Zach Levine, again, there's no way to expect DeMar DeRozan. You, does anybody out there think DeMar DeRozan is going to be an MVP <laughs> candidate three-quarters of the way through this season? Absolutely. Anybody? I bet no. I bet people, the entire NBA. Odds for him to win the MVP are probably like... Uh, probably, Infinity. Infinity. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I hate to say this, but that was what you call a flash in the pan MVP candidacy. And it sucks to say that. I hate it too yeah, because he wanted, was so terrific. So good. But he couldn't carry the team on his back, as it turned out. And and why would anybody expect him to? I Maybe guess, the Bulls are still. I don't know. I guess if I take a beat and I say to myself, "How are the Bulls better than they were last year?" You could point to one thing that not no one has mentioned so far on the show. And it's Nikola Vucevic being better. Uh, don't, don't chuckle at that. It's a possibility. I mean, Listen, if he's in the post more, if he hits the three-pointer more consistently, you know, then he could be that dude. Again, just talking about a little bit better than he was last year. Going, going back to the Vuce of the old. And I'm not talking about Orlando Magic old. I'm talking about, you know, when he got to the Bulls. Still putting up 20-some points. Grabbing, still being, he's still going to be your best rebounder. So again, it's things you got to be looking at because you got to find a way um, for them to be better. There's, there's that. There is that. I mean, I, I, I scoff at that because I feel like since Vooch got here, we've been talking about him and what he yeah. needs to do to You're get right. better. Right. Like we've never really seen the the Vucevic for, from Orlando. So that's always been the conversation. That's the only reason I kind of wrote that off a little bit. But here, the the other thing too, I guess, and, and this is like goes back to our Bears conversation, there is the possibility that Patrick Williams bursts on the scene this year and that he's a good player. For I mean, that is not out of the question. But that's about as likely as Vooch hitting 52% for the 3 Fair enough. Line. Fair <laughs> so, enough. So, so we got, no, uh, our, producer, our producer Tyler just told us, Zach Levine for MVP, 130 to 1. There you go. DeMar DeRozan? A hundred to one. Oh wow! So get your money out, pull out your apps. Yeah, make sure you place those. You, they'll see what kind of fan you are <laughs> of Demar Derozan. Uh, we're going to see what kind of fan you are of six seventy to score. That's if you stick around. That's exactly what we want you to do. We're broadcasting live from Broken Barrel here at twenty five forty eight North Southport in Lincoln Park, and on the other side. We're going to do a little Twitter time. You okay with that? Uh, that sounds great to me, man. You like Twitter time. I love Twitter time. So I'm going to go around the Twitter world, talk about some pop culture stories, some some sports stories as well, and, you know, do a little roundtable discussion. We'll do that on the other side. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Brody, here on 670 The Score, and we are broadcasting live. It's the Miller Lite Top Draft Show here at Broken Barrel. We're only going to be on the air till 10 o'clock, but I promise you we're going to be drinking some Miller Lite way later been, than that. You've been really good at, at holding off so far. I got to be honest, man. Shot in the beer is my jam. Okay. Get you going. I'm a Miller Lite and a shot of some rum, some dark rum. Give, right. me, like, give me like some Bacardi Ocho. Or something like that. You got a crew, uh, man. You I got, got a guys crew. Here. I like it. This is what happens. When, when you go to the city, uh-huh. I'm going to have some people come out. Oh, I, My yeah. friends are degenerates. But put me in countryside like next week, ain't nobody going <laughs> 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 to they're, they're not that loyal. Are your friends going to show up to countryside? <laughs> no, news? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Uh, but we are inside at Twitter time. This is how we're going to end the show. Uh, basically, talking about some tweets in the Twitterverse that you didn't get a chance to see. A little bit of pop culture little bit of sports related. Let's go ahead and get into this first one, Tyler. Let's do it, man. Chirp, chirp. All right, first up, Zach Wheeler. This is from Fox Sports, MLB on Fox. Absolute dominance today from Zach Wheeler. Seven innings pitched, one hit, one walk, eight strikeouts. Grody, did you think the Phillies would be in this position as they were firing their manager mm. one-fourth of the way into the season? Nope. And for some reason... I had sympathy in that case. I sided with Joe Girardi, which is really never a good thing because he doesn't always have those amicable breakups yeah. with teams. He tends to not. So I guess I sort of fell for Girardi's side of things. But no, I, I did not expect to see it. And the Phillies just officially shut out San Diego to zip. Man, your crew. <laughs> what, did, what did he just bring only, in? Only my crew would walk in. With a bottle of fifth. P- oh, Pito. Pito. That's Pito. It's yeah. that he, yeah. he works for Bacardi. Or he works oh, for Bacardi. Oh, wow. So he's, uh, he's been another. He's but. brought in like a 200 bottle of Bacardi here. <laughs> just for you, man. You, I, I'm going to run from your table after this. You don't want no part of my guys. I'm going running to my car. You know, there was a, uh, before we go to the next seat, there was another team in Major League Baseball that could have benefited from getting rid of their manager in the middle of the season, too. And uh, that would Chicago be the, the uh, Sacco. All right, next yeah. up, let's go. Chirp, yeah. chirp. This one from The Hollywood Reporter says that Harrison Ford is officially joining the MCU, the Marvel Universe. He is taking over for the late William Hurt and Captain America. Isn't Harrison Ford a little too old to be acting like? Don't you feel like he should retire? Uh, you know, you know, I'm the biggest supporter of Harrison Ford. Are you really? Ever was because he's a Chicagoan but, or why? Uh, well, no, because of the Fugitive, and I like oh. to do my impersonation. Uh, you have a, yeah, wait. You've never heard. I've never Harrison. heard you, oh, Harrison my God. Ford. Tyler, drop the music for a yeah, second. Yeah. Hold on, go ahead. You, you switch the sample <laughs> so I can make Provacic. <laughs> Unlock me. That, that's actually really good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect thing. from there. But yeah. Okay, I'll ask for that one. A little. You find this man. Oh, 
a little more often. Next thing you know, I would see you jumping out of a tunnel. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to scare everybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I'm going to stop with the hair. But uh, hey, I like it. Harrison Ford. You really never heard me do. I've never. This is my first time hearing. You. Oh my god. Okay, real, no, this is great. That's why you got a real time. You're a new audience. Reaction. This is what keeps the impersonation alive. I know. You know what? I thought I knew you like the back of my hand, Mark. Right? <laughs> I know. Here see, we are. Next Tuesday, I'm just going to hammer you <laughs> with Harrison Ford impersonations, like the whole show. Uh, oh, you switch the beer. <laughs> you switch the wine. He's Mark Grody. Yeah. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We're here right on 670 to score. It's the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. We are inside of Twitter time. Next up, yeah. hit me with that, Tyler. Go ahead. Chirp, chirp. I want to know how you feel, my Cub fan, after seeing Kyle Schwarber hit a 488-foot bomb. 120 mile per hour exit exit uh, speed. How does it feel to see Kyle Schrober from the left side of the plate just contributing to the Philly success? I got to tell you, he goes down in a category that maybe he shouldn't or a lot of fans probably wouldn't. But for me, I'm happy for the guy. I'm really okay. happy for him. And, like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Schwarber. And also... When, when they didn't pick up the option for Schwarber, I actually at the time didn't have a problem with it. And honestly, still don't because something needed to change yeah. from that core. But I root for Kyle Schwarber, and I feel like we're still on the ground floor of <laughs> Kyle Schwarber and that you, that you still will have, if you are a Cubs fan, you will have still always gotten the best out of Kyle Schwarber with some of the dramatics that, that he pulled off in his rookie season and then finally in the World Series. Coming through. At the end of the season, the way he did. He was heroic. It was, it, it, was, it was a caricature. Like, there is something that is you can't not like Kyle Schwarber. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Tyler, Bu- Tyler Butterball, our, our producer right now, he has a tattoo of Kyle Schwarber hitting a home run in the Cubs' <laughs> Janazza Smith. All right, next up, Tyler. Next up. Wait, wait, do really, does he really? No, he doesn't. Oh. Um, this one from Robert K. Schmidt. He says, as much as I want a new wide receiver on the Bears, they should be sellers at the deadline, not not buyers. Got to set sights on 2024. Their menu of these five, who would you trade away? Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, David Montgomery, or Khalil Herbert? How about none of the above? I mean, like, wh- where... What value are you getting for these guys? All these guys with expiring contracts, essentially like the biggest names that you mentioned yeah. in there. Like I, I like I don't know why we always do this to ourselves ahead of NFL trade deadlines. I mean, there's going to be a couple of deals that go down around the NFL, Not like Tom Miller, but it, there never is, and there's never like a big splashy Bears thing. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't have my sights set on the trade deadline like other people well, do. Well, a team that just made a trade, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they got Robbie Anderson from. The Carolina Panthers, you look at that, and Bears fans should really look at that move and say to themselves, okay, it's not just that Justin Fields sucks, if that's what you think, if that's what your narrative is. Because you saw Kyler Murray struggling. No receivers to get open, a, a, a mediocre at best offensive line, and you saw him get sacked a ton. You saw him get beat up a ton when they were playing the Eagles the other day. So, again, something you got to look towards. It's a lot bigger than just a quarterback position. All right, next up, got a couple more. Chirp, chirp. This one from the LAD Bible. It says, Netflix viewers slam The Watcher for having the worst ever ending. First of all, have you seen The Watcher? I have not seen The Watcher. I have not seen The Watcher. No, not yet. But the reason why I even thought that was interesting is because I can't, I probably can name five, or not name five movies, but there are probably only five movies with endings that I actually like. Yeah, like I where you're truly satisfied. I, majority of the time, 90% of the yeah. time I watch a movie and I'm like, What? That was yeah. it. Yeah, I just no, I just right. watched one that said uh, it was called like Last Standing on Hulu. My wife and I we watched the whole movie. It got to the very end, and we both looked at each other and said, "What? Yeah, it's that, huh? Well, because you make it up in your head as you go. Like you kind of give like your your brain options. Okay, it could yeah. go this way, it could go that way, but then when it goes their it's own artsy the you way, wanted to. Yeah. then you're like, oh, that's not good. It's kind of like Game of, Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I love the meme that came out with it where it's like a horse being drawn, and then it's a really nice horse in the beginning, and then it turns into like a stick figure, and they're like, this was Game of Thrones. They stripped it clean, <laughs> yeah, by the end. Uh, a little decrescendo. That yeah. was your Twitter time, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate Tyler holding down the musical abilities over there. Appreciate you guys. It's time to get out of here. That happened fast. That That's three it. hours was fast. Wow. That was we fast did, three that hours. Was three hours. We're out. I got my... Uh, my broken to girl bag to what do you go. Got in there? I Some got wings? a double a double smash burger Ooh. in here. Shane's not here right now. He's the smash burger king. Okay. But okay. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this bag and 
Get my car, go home, put on. Maybe I'll put on some Netflix. What was that show? What was the that? Watcher. The Watcher. Don't maybe watch I'll go home and watch one. The Watcher. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, don't forget. Next week we are out and about as well for another Miller Lite Top Draft show. Make sure you guys are hanging out with us. We're at Irish Oak in uh, Countryside, 55th and Halstead. Make sure you guys hang out with us there. Uh, meantime, between time, let's go ahead and thank our guests, Ricky O'Donnell, Herb Howard, of course, Chris Emma, stopping by Broken Barrel to hang out with us. want to thank our promo team for holding it down. I know it's been a while. we got some new faces out here. want to thank Rich Wyatt, our engineer, for making it sound better than we actually do. Big thank you to Tyler Buterball for holding us down as well. We look forward to working with you again. And, guys, coming up next, Bet MGM is going to be holding you guys down. So for the Middle Light Top Draft Show on 670 The Score, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. Don't forget, it's Miller time. I've been wanting to say that. It's Miller time. I was practicing that, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, yeah. Show. Shout it out, man. Because I feel like it's Chuck. I hear Chuck Swirsky in my head going, it's Miller time. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the, it. the G and G. G and G. What a G and G. All right, guys. Yeah. Mi gente, hasta la próxima. We'll see you next time at 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to The Score's Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Live from the Broken Barrel at 2548 North Southport in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.